Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for August 9th, 2023. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. As always, joined by my co-host and partner in crime on Wednesday nights, the Chi-Town Smart. Jesse, what's going on, man? Not much, bro. How you feel, man? I feel good, man. I feel good. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood yeah. tonight, man. We had a good show. It was a good day. And we're going to kick some ass tonight, man. What'd you think of this show? I thought uh, I thought tonight's show was, again, weak on paper, man. I didn't really give this show much thought. But uh, I thought TK and company delivered a very solid show. And we are finally starting to get some uh, some clear all-in direction, man. It's, it feels good. It feels good. I know, man. It's starting to feel real, man. I'm, I'm getting that that. I'll be in London, jitter going on in your stomach. You Legitimately, that, man? man. Two weeks, two weeks. Jesse and man. I will be in London. I still have to give you guys the uh, name and location of where this tremendous meet and greet is going to be happening, man. It's going to be fucking filled with people wanting to drink some brown ale and have some fish and chips, man. I can't wait to be there. Uh, so uh, Wembley is definitely starting to take shape. 
The biggest takeaway from tonight's show, Jesse, was to me the uh, long-term booking of AEW's biggest storyline of the year, man. MJF and Adam Cole. Holy shit. Not only did we get some comedy, not only did we get solid babyface MJF in there, man. We got a nice little wrinkle in there. MJF is being tugged, or Adam Cole, rather, is being tugged at both ends, man. MJF said some nasty things towards Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole did not like what he heard, and he went to his buddy's defense, and MJF did not look very pleased at all, man. We got all of that happening, but the biggest thing that happened tonight was that they actually announced MJF and Adam Cole will be wrestling for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the Zero Hour pre-show against Aussie Open. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open on the Zero Hour pre-show. That is one hour before before All In actually goes live on pay-per-view. I, I, I don't know, man. I think... I know we love MJF and Adam Cole, and seeing them wrestle twice live in the same night, man, is going to be uh, quite the treat for us, you know, uh, United States folks. But I tell you, man, I think that may lead to a little bit more uh, story development than people are realizing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we're, we're going to get the... Um, I've, if At this point, with the announcement of that match, it feels like we're going to get most of our heat for the main event out of that match. Yeah. So um, that should be interesting. You know, I was anticipating a, 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 a Roddy turn to screw Adam Cole here, but it, it just seems like at this point, he's already basically turned. So that wouldn't even be a shock anymore. No. So what now does Adam Cole completely turn on Roddy and goes full heel with MJF? I don't know. I mean, again, I I typically sound like a broken record when it comes to these things. I don't know where it could go. I mean, it could go, obviously, one of two ways. Adam Cole could stay with MJF, or Adam Cole could join Roddy and the kingdom and basically just pull pull the wool over MJF's eyes. Adam Cole goes heel, and MJF stays a babyface. That will, I just don't think it'll work. Listen, I, 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 I... I don't want to say it's not going to work because MJF is fucking phenomenal. Well, I don't think it will work. But and MJF uh, is phenomenal it, everything he does. You, 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 do, do you want to see MJF as a yeah. baby face full time? Yeah. I, I, that, that's the better the, the better yeah. way to attack it. I, and I think the majority of the audience doesn't want that. Yeah, this is fun, though. This is fun what this we're getting. Fun. But, you know, as a, as a full-fledged, you know, all, you know, full-out baby face, ugh, we know it's not him. We know that's not him. Yeah. You know? Well, we don't know what's in the contract. I mean, that's another uh, aspect we could really find yeah. out something more uh, about as the weeks go on into All In. What's in the contract? Is there even a title match? Is there some sort of a stipulation? Is there something that Adam Cole is uh, not going to like in there? I don't know. I-, I-, I don't know. But the kingdom obviously has now recruited Roddy. This is Mike Bennett. And uh, what's the other guy's name? I forgot his. Uh, I forgot his name. Mike Bennett and who else? Oh, uh, wow. Matt Taven. Yeah. Oh, wait, pardon wait, me. Wait. I don't watch Ring wait. of Honor. I mean, give me a fucking break. Um, wait, wait. Matt Taven and uh, and Mike Bennett. I, I mean, we could see Adam Cole join the Kingdom. Like I said, uh, they, they are now uh, an integral part in this thing. I know Kyle O'Reilly is always a wild card. We don't know where he is. If he's due to come back, who knows if he's going to play a, a factor in this. 
It's very interesting. And the fact that AEW has taken this, where we all thought it was going to end at collision when they wrestled FTR and are continuing this going, going into All In and potentially continuing this after All In, I mean, it was the best decision that they made. This basically, I don't want to compare the two because I'm not, but this is their this is their storyline that you're tuning in every week for, just like WWE has you tuning in every week for the Bloodline, and that's exactly what what what, what they needed, Jesse. I mentioned this weeks ago. They needed something that was going to grab people's attention and get them excited about watching weekly television, episodic television. They were not creating episodic television. It was just no. TK throwing random shit at the wall and thinking that his fan base wants to see great wrestling. You know, they do, but they also want to see episodic television and shit develop week over week over week. Okay. I'm not sure how I missed this and how it went over my head, like, for the last week or so here. But it feels like, I, I mean, I don't, this this has to be where they're going. Um, MJF is going to have a new stable. He's going to have so a I, new stable. Yeah. Who would that stable be? Roddy White. Roddy, Roddy Strong. Roddy White. No fucking shit. Roddy Strong and... <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep wanting to call him Roddy White? Roddy so you Strong. Think, you, th- you think he's leading the kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Because it's the turn that he didn't see coming because he didn't see... He didn't see um, MJF joining Roddy and the kingdom. I like it. I think he's going to have a new stable. I like it. Just it. Broke, it just broke up JAS, basically. They probably have room for another stable right now. I like it. And uh, what does Adam Cole combat that with? I mean, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle hey, O'Reilly. Hey, Bobby, Bobby Fish. Again, the, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Where's, where's the lie? What happened? You know, it's like, where's the lie? I don't, I don't they know. Could, they could bring him back. Like, I've always said this. I, I've always said Bobby Fish was, had, he had value as long as O'Reilly and Adam Cole were there. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe we get the Undisputed Era back again. I like that. I would like that. You know, I could see that definitely, you know, playing out. MJF would be uh, a prick to do something like that. You know, pull the strings behind the scenes and, you know, manipulate how things are going to go right under Adam Cole's eyes. I like it. Makes it makes sense. This, yeah. this, this, this whole face-off that MJF had with them, you know, and 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 distant strong and everything else, and that was all a part of the ruse. That was all a part, all a part of the sale, and they've been in bed together since. You know, Roddy, so. Roddy was Roddy was definitely more emotional, you know, than than I've seen him. And it's it, it almost now that you're mentioning it, looking back at it and thinking back to what we saw with him, you know, he was acting like uh, a, a jaded ex. Yeah. You know, he, okay, he, yeah. he, he he was really pouring it on there, man. He was he was yeah. really trying to make it seem like he was upset about the whole thing, and then he went to go cry into uh, into Mike Bennett's shoulders. I mean, holy shit. What the, it, it, it could definitely play out like that now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it, it, that's what it really, really feels like. MJF is going to get a new stable. And it does give it does give him something fresh to, to end out, to uh, wind out this year. Yeah. You know, because how, how far can he go just single-handedly beating everyone and everything like that? Yeah. So this this does add an interesting dynamic to um to the rest of his reign. So I, I would like that. That would be awesome. Very good, very, very, very good stuff. Uh, I'm loving this this storyline. This is absolutely what AEW needed, and uh, I am super excited for that match at All In. The other match that we are getting at All In, which is now official, coming off of Collision, FTR threw down the gauntlet, the Young Bucks picked it up and said, yes, we accept 
It is the Young Bucks versus FTR. AEW Tag Team Championships on the line. Young Bucks wrestled the Hardy Boys tonight, which we will get into. Uh, it was as good as a Hardy's Young Bucks match in 2023 could be. Uh, it wasn't anything special. It's not going to be a match of the year contender, but uh, it was serviceable. And Jeff Hardy looked really good in there, so good on him. But we got this match, Jesse, and a lot of people are talking about everything but this match. And what I mean by that is people are like, well, all right, we got this match, and clearly this is the match that we wanted at All In. But if Tony Khan can do FTR and the Young Bucks, there There should be no reason why he can't do Kenny Omega and CM Punk. And a lot of people are correlating one match with the other. If we're getting one, we should definitely be getting the other. And we're not getting that, Jesse. And a lot of people are disappointed with the choice of opponent that CM Punk has at All In, which right now is looking to be Samoa Joe. Now, I, I talked about this on Tuesday last night with my guy, Andrew Baydala. He hates it. I don't mind it because, I mean, those guys have been feuding for how long? You know, CM Punk wants what CM Punk wants, and, you know, he's going to get what he wants, and he's probably handpicked Samoa Joe as, as his opponent. If he can't get Omega, and, and Omega's not going to be the guy, CM Punk, I'm sure, has complete 100% creative control of what he's doing at Wembley. But we're getting that match at all in. How do you feel about that, man? Are you excited about Joe Punk uh, round number four? And how do you feel about the lack of Omega here if we're getting Bucks and FTR? Well, let's let's start at the, at the beginning. How how is it that people are cord, uh, 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 correlating that just because we get FTR versus the Bucks that we should be getting Kenny versus Punk? Last time I heard, I didn't hear about FTR being in that brawl or in that situation in any way. Well, and people are taking that because FTR are uh, very 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 good friends with CM Punk. Plenty of people are. Plenty of people yeah. that the Bucks are working with right now on Dynamite are friends with Punk. That doesn't change anything. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, they're friends are friends. That I'm only, fr- I'm only relaying. I'm only too. relaying the information to you. Yeah, they were friends with the Bucks too. FTR poured on the support for Punk because they felt that he was getting a raw deal in that whole situation. So they made sure they stood by their buddy. They 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 never said anything negative about the Bucks. There was never any issue with FTR and the Bucks. Yeah, it was always Punk and the Elite. So with FTR, FTR versus the Bucks has to happen. These guys are only in AEW to periodically face the Bucks. I mean, other, <laughs> otherwise, what the fuck are we doing with these guys? Yeah. That's why they're here, all right? So I expect that, but I didn't expect Omega versus Punk just because FTR are facing the Bucks. You know what I find funny, man? I find it funny how we're getting this match now after all these or after all these months, right? And uh, they just signed new contracts. I, I, I usually, you know, scoff at... You know, when someone signs a new contract and we get this mega match happening just right after they sign these mega contracts, I, I wonder if it was in the contract. Hey, yeah, yeah, we'll work with CM Punk. Let us win the tag team titles first from your boys. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your type of deal. I, I've, I, I broached that subject that, hey, signing FTR, they got them the titles right away, and I didn't see why it needed to happen, and yeah. I got heat for that. I never said I didn't want FTR to have the titles. I would have loved it. I would have loved to have seen the chase. You know, that would have been great. They they yanked them off of the acclaim. And and then, I mean, I, why? Not sure. And they yanked them off of the ass boys. We didn't want the acclaim to lose them. But then they got, they went to the ass boys and were like, you know what? These guys can benefit from this. This yeah. might be a pretty decent run. What do you mean they lost them already? 
you know, (laughs) gone. FTR has them. I don't know why FTR had to get those titles so fast. Not so fast, man. They could have had a little program, took them a little bit, had a little chase, got the titles. FTR with the titles is like human nature. They're supposed to have them. There's no big deal that they have them. But it seems like they signed and then just got them. I mean, like, come on, give me a little story. Well, oh, this may be the reason why. Who yeah, knows? He could, he could, maybe, but we could have gotten here. There was no rush. Like, what did we just say a couple of weeks ago? The FTR had these titles and weren't doing anything with them in particular. All right. Well, well, the, that 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 has changed, and FTR has had a tremendous title reign. Now, yes, yes. but that that time where they weren't doing anything with them could have been the chase. But yeah, now now everything is you know going a lot better with the tag division. The tag division is is starting to bulk up, by the way. So yeah, it really I mean, we really got is. we got Blackpool Combat Club in there. We got Death Triangle back. We got uh, the Kingdom here, which I mean, yeah. give or take, if you like them, and that's your cup of tea. So be it. You know, we got Aussie Open. We yes. have uh, the Bullet Club. We got House of Black. We got the Acclaimed. I mean, they got some great fucking tag teams. They do. Yes. Uh, they're just not. You know, it's not cohesive. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. But it does feel like they are about to put a lot more focus on the tag division, which is awesome, which is great because, you know, it, they, it, it needs it. They, it, it feels like they lost too much focus when they started focusing on, on those trios titles. Not yeah. just, I feel like there's enough factions and tag teams to do both at the yeah. same time. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys exactly how I feel about this Samoa Joe CM Punk thing. You know, you can't discredit CM Punk. The, the show, the brand, the company has been so much better with him on it than it was without him there, okay? Whatever Collision is doing and whatever Punk is doing on Collision and the whole Punk universe on Saturday night, it's fucking great. Collision is the best show on television, bar notes. Better than Raw, better than Dynamite, better than NXT, and it's better than uh, Friday Night SmackDown. That, that's without question, okay? So Punk's influence is definitely, definitely a help. I don't mind the match. I, I don't. And, and the reason why I say that is because... It's probably going to be much better than what we got on Collision. They're going to be given more time. And Samojo really made a good point. I don't want it to end on a fucking victory roll or a roll-up that doesn't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. Fine, he made, he made a solid point as to why they should do it one more time. But the thing is, if Punk doesn't get Omega, that doesn't mean Punk is never going to get Omega. We may be right. headed towards that. Now, what does Omega do at All In? You got one of two choices. One, if we get Punk and Joe... Omega and Osprey again. I mean, are you going to be? Are you going to have a problem with that? I mean, I don't have a fucking problem with that. Being that what we got at Forbidden Door was probably the best match of the entire year. And secondly, if Omega doesn't get Osprey, he's probably looking at Takeshita, and that's going to be another match of the year fucking candidate. Why? Why would you have a problem with that? I mean, Takeshita, I'm sure doesn't sound or look like an all-in opponent for Kenny Omega, but I mean, Takeshita's fucking amazing. Imagine what those two guys could do 20 minutes uh, at All In with the story of Don Callis behind why he is no longer with Kenny Omega and now siding with Takeshita. It works. So we do have options there, Jesse. We do. We do. And it it does feel like All In needs to have a um, a, a potential five-star match. And if if you're going to guess at one, it's going to be whatever match Kenny Omega is in. Yeah. So his opponent is going to... is going to really, really, really have to bring out a potential five-star match out of, you know, with Omega. So who does, who is he, who is he had, you know, the best chemistry with, you know, outside of Osprey. I'm not sure if they'll do Osprey again, because we, we just got it so much recently. 
But then again, give these guys, you know, that kind of platform, it seems like they can do even bigger shit. You know, they did what they did, you know, and 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 it felt like they could have done more. Yeah. You know, now give them all in, they could probably knock it out of the park. You know, what else is there? Do we get do we get a new Japan presence? What about Okada? I don't know. Uh, we could potentially see some new Japan presence. Uh, I don't see why not, but I'm not really anticipating it. And quite frankly, I don't think AEW needs it. Right. Right. You know? Oh, I agree. Yeah. So that's where that sits. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the tag team match with the Bucks and the Hardys uh, in just a little bit. Uh, the ladies, the ladies have a match at all in, and that is going to be set up over the next two weeks. Uh, very, very deflating little mini tournament that Tony Khan put together. I mean, uh, if you were blind, dumb, deaf, and stupid, you could have fucking figured this out. Oh, please, bro. The bunny is facing Britt Baker. I Who mean, knows who's going to win that Who's going to win that one, man? I mean, bunny going all in sounds like a Woo. great idea to me, man. If you're a fucking idiot, Woo. give me a break, bro. I mean, no holy knows. shit. No one knows, bro. I mean, give me a break. Britt Baker versus the bunny. Soraya versus... Hi, hi, hi Britt. How you doing, honey? I, I mean, listen... You deserve it. You de- you were in that first Fatal 4-Way. Jesse and I were there. We're going to be there for the second one, man. What a coincidence, right? What a coincidence. Just like Jesse, the, the women made evented for a second week in a row, man. Oh, my God. I'm sure that was a fucking coincidence, too, right? Coincidence. That was already going to happen, man. Wow. Wow, man. Hey. I, I, listen, I, be- I better slow my roll, man. I may get uh, blacklisted from uh, wow. everything AEW media. <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> That would never happen. Uh, Don't worry about it. Anyway, we got we got Bunny versus Britt Baker. We got Soraya versus Sky Blue. I fucking hate that Kyle Fletcher, man. Motherfucker. Oh, man. God. Oh, my God, man. Get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I, I love Kyle Fletcher. It's awesome. Great fucking tag team, man. Oh, by the way, by the way, Buddy Matthews and Rhea Ripley got engaged today. Oh, man, I he heard. He instantly, bro, instantly did so many things here, man. Oh. One, Max Caster can't can't rap about him anymore, no, number one. Oh. Number two, we can't have all these jokes about Dominic Mysterio bother him anymore, man. He squashed oh, man. all that, and he broke every single heart of these geeks who thought that they oh. had a chance, man. So Buddy oh. Matthews is eating good tonight, man. Good for him. Bro, does Buddy Matthews has any clue about about lockdown Dom, man? I mean, what is what is what is going on, man? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to know what Dom learned in prison, bro. Man, bro, Buddy, Buddy, better watch his back, bro. It's all right, man. He can have Malachi put a curse on him. Man, or just Good send, him, Ju- though, just send Julia Hart after uh, Dominic Mysterio. That'll work too. There you go, man. Did you see? Did you see Julia in uh, in our match? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, uh, Lee Johnson, hopefully you got some, bro. Man, I know she said <laughs> Big Shotty ain't getting none. Big Shotty, man. Big Shotty was fucking deflected, man. Oh my goodness. My boy, my boy Lee showed up on TV again. I'm like, there we go. There we go. Now he can get his mojo this going. This guy, this guy was going up for a fucking layup, man. Slam dunk, and he's and Julia was like the Dikembe Mutombo, man. Fucking swat that shit down, hey, man. man. He kicked his wife out of ringside, bro. You should have. He should have stood up. He should have did something. Oh man. man Any, a, anyway, th- this women's thing. Uh, we got Brett versus Bunny, Soraya versus Sky Blue. Tony Storm is automatically in this match, which is a fatal four way. 
at All In. She is cashing in her uh, automatic rematch, which I didn't think AEW had. And uh, believe it or not, bro, uh, Sheeta had to qualify for this match by beating Anna Jay tonight, which is kind of illogical. I, I would figure if you're the champion, you, you should automatically be in the match defending your fucking title. You got you to advance into the women's title match when you're already the champion. What does the winner of the tournament get again? The women's championship. So all these women get into a fatal four-way match. So there's three other matches. And the champion could have not been in. Well, Anna Jay could have been the champion, and then Anna Jay would have been in the match. Okay. Instead of just putting Sheeta in there because she's the champion. We give Tony Storm an automatic buy. Sheeta out of the fucking tournament and find three women to face her in the fatal four-way. That's exactly what I just said. Okay. Ugh. They they put Tony Storm in and and let Sheeta and let Sheeta wrestle her way in instead of wrestling or instead of Tony Storm wrestling her way in. Is Tony Storm hurt right now? No. Okay, I thought that may may have been a reason. No. Know? Okay. So we're looking at Sheeta, we're looking at Tony Storm, we're looking at Britt Baker, and we're looking at Soraya in the Fatal Four Way Women's Championship match at All In. Solid list of names there, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. Does Sheeta hold on to the belt? Or does Tony Storm get it back? Or does Soraya win it in her hometown? I don't know. Where is Thunder Rosa? I don't know. She's not cleared. Uh, okay. She's not cleared. So. All right. She's not cleared. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she, well, they may, put her, maybe maybe the rest of the locker room is continuing to shoot on her. I don't know. Well, oh my God, please don't start there, man. <laughs> you have no idea what kind of week I had with this bullshit. Bro, I didn't get no backlash, man. What are you talking about? Oh my people, God. People, yeah. people, bro, I had people reaching into my DMs on Twitter. Oh man, that was a great video. You guys were very fair and balanced. I'm like, all right, thank you. Oh, I didn't, we didn't do, yeah. we didn't, we didn't say anything derogatory on there. Starting to see how you feel. I, I, I simply stated that Enough people have come forward to wonder, hmm, I wonder if everything is on the up and up. I get people coming at me like, how dare you believe this lying bitch? I'm like, uh, okay. What? Okay. Lufisto is a complete lying bitch, apparently. Well, she made solid points. Uh, that's, look, man, whatever. Anyways, I mean, that's, so I'm not like asking where Thunder Rosa is, like out of like, oh, where's she been? The thing is, they put her on TV when, you know, when they brought in Collision. Like, she was going to be a part of the Collision roster, but she hasn't showed up. That's why I'm like, where is she? I don't know. Yeah, she was going to go talk to Poppy Khan, right? Yeah. Well, Poppy Khan is uh, not clearing Thunder Rosa. I guess not, man. That'd be a nice little run-in surprise in that tournament, though. I know, you know. Or is she going to have to to step because that has been on Collision? I have no idea. I don't know what we're doing. I have no idea what we're doing, but uh, we got this fatal four-way uh, basically all set. And, um, you know, the ladies got the main event tonight, and, and we joke that, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's a coincidence. I, I mean, two weeks in a row. First week, first, the first week was was blatant enough. Then you want to double down and do it a second week in a row. Anna Jay and Sheeta in the main event. I mean, give me a break, bro. If that, that's that not was... damage control, I don't know what is, man. That is not a main event match. No. That is not a main event match. No. Now, that was the only title match, you know, tonight. Well, we had the FTW title. I don't know. I kind of honestly would have put Rob Van Dam in the main event for it. Me too. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's nonetheless, though, 
Yeah, we got it. I mean, the women were in main event two weeks in a row. That is great. We're not asking to put women in main events. We're not saying don't put women in main events. All we're saying is that give them some more interesting storylines. That's it. Yeah. In- that's... Include more women. Get some interesting storylines. Storylines that do not involve the championship title. And just make it interesting. One, one, guy, one guy on Twitter was uh, very upset at me. He says, what's your point when someone hears your criticism and then makes the change? Isn't that what you want? <laughs> I mean, can can you kind of not make it blatant? You know, could you could you make it feel like you're doing it because you want to do it, and you know you're not just doing it because of backlash that happened literally a week ago? Yeah, I mean that's just my point of view, man. I don't know. I just look here. Here's 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 a here's a few tips. I want to see the women's champions be booked like dominant fucking killers. You know, I want to see Statlander be dominant. I want to see Sheeta be dominant. I mean, dominant over... I mean, picture the way Rhea Ripley is being booked. Rhea Ripley is out there making men look bad in some instances, man. It's because she's being booked dominantly. Give them great storylines and make them strong. I know you can do it because you do it with a lot of the guys. MJF is booked very strong. So book your women's champions just as strong as you would book an MJF. Yeah, but there is uh, there's still no story uh, with this women's championship match going into all in. It's just there. It just sits there. It just exists. And, and, and I will say this: I do appreciate the fact that during the first all in, we got a fatal four way match. And in this current all in setup for 2023, we're kind of going back and paying homage to what we first saw in Chicago with the first all in. I do like that. I, I do like that throwback. So good Ooh. on Tony Khan for doing that. But uh, the story is just non-existent. There's still no story. No matter no matter how you want to cut it, there's still no story for the ladies. And it's a problem. It's a problem. We're starting to see a little bit of story on, on collision with Mercedes Martinez and Willow and whoever else is in there. Uh, Chris Statlander's there. But they're trying. And I don't know if that's going to be a soft split for the women's division. You're going to get those women on that show and then everybody else on Dynamite. But... You know, there needs to be some story, and right now there really doesn't feel like there is. So that's just my point of view there. But, you know, we got that match squared away, and uh, all four of those ladies are going to be in the Fatal 4-Way at all. And we're going to go over the rest of this show. What happened over there? Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Do you think we get a surprise free agent signing come all in? And, and now, look, I would love for it to be Mercedes. Um, if it's not Mercedes Monet, you know, if it is, great. If it's not, what if we get a Jordan Grace? Jordan Grace was in the original All In. Uh, I could see that. I could see that being the case. I think she would be uh, a great asset to Collision. I do. Yes. That would be interesting. She would actually fill the void that Jade Cargill is leaving, you know, the the almost unbeatable female uh, monster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. She's a free agent. I know she still wants to wrestle. She's not retiring, so... Uh, I don't it, know if she's going to go to straight bodybuilding full-time, though. Uh, is that what she's doing? I don't I don't know. I don't know if she was going to go back to bodybuilding full-time or what. I don't, uh, know. I, I don't know. But if she wants to wrestle, I think AEW would be a, a perfect home for her. I, I do not see her fitting over in WWE. No. So no. Uh, I think AEW would be uh, it for her. But yeah, I could see that happening. Mercedes, I'd love to see. I mean, we're just yes. waiting for it to happen, but... You know, the more the more that we get on with the year and what she's doing, I feel like less 
that she'll show up in AEW and then she'll be ending up back with WWE. Yeah. You know? But uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. We're going to talk about RVD. We're going to talk about uh, Swerve and his match at All In. Somewhere Keith Lee is crying in a corner because he's not involved. Darby Sting returns as Joker Sting tonight with the Joker face paint. So we will talk about all that tonight right here on the podcast. I want to thank you guys very much for joining us right here on your Wednesday nights. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go follow Jesse as well on Twitter or X, whatever you guys are calling it. Some people haven't updated their phones and still have the old blue Twitter logo on your home screens. I am not. Uh, wow, it changes automatic. Fortunate enough to have that. I don't know, man. So uh, there updated. are some people. There wow, are some that's people. That's weird. At Chi-Town Smart, you guys can follow Jesse there. You can go follow him on his YouTube channel as well, where he reviews Impact Wrestling on Thursday nights. Don't so, forget, this is week two of the Chicago tapings. I am all up in the front row. There you go. Marking out. Join me. You can see Jesse on Thursday nights, man, if you got Access TV. Uh, make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of content, extras. I was live last night with my guy Andrew Baydala for Tuesday Night Titans Episode 8. Great discussion on Jay Uso and why Jimmy turned on Jay with the rumor of WWE wanting to drag it out till WrestleMania. I love long-term booking, but that may be too long. So we will... Uh, look, it used to be going from SummerSlam to WrestleMania was the thing. That yeah. was how you supposed to do it. Yeah. But I'm with you. I don't know if the current creative can, can make a make it that interesting for them. No. Now, how many more matches they got left that they can do with the Bloodline up until WrestleMania? I mean, you're going to be exhausting uh, all of your options before you get there. Yeah, I pitched I pitched getting all four of them in there, Fatal 4-Way. Survivor Series. I think that's a good setting for it. Survivor Series or, or the Rumble. Or the or, Royal Rumble. Or Royal Rumble. Or maybe we do a War Games match. Maybe it's Team J versus Team Jimmy. Yeah. I go. don't know. We'll see what happens. Interesting stuff going on there. Go check that out. It was live Monday for Raw. Big Raw, excellent Raw, very Triple H-led uh, Raw. None of the old men on the show, which is a good thing. And yeah. uh, anything else that you might have missed on the channel, please hit that thumbs up, guys. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum. And get those super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show, as always, if you guys want to show your appreciation. Super chats are open. And memberships. Make sure you guys hit that join button if you guys want to become a VIP right here on OTS. Start the top here, man. We had the open, and it was the Jericho Appreciation Society mandatory meeting. So we got a hard open here for Dynamite. Matt Menard stood in the ring with the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society, Tay Mello, Anna Jay, Jake Hager, Angela Parker, Sammy Guevara, and Danny Garcia. Jericho comes out as they ask him to come out, comes out to his music, fans are singing along. And Jericho's in the ring wearing a nice snazzy suit. And he looked like he had uh, a little bit of a, of a black eye. Don't know what from, but he had a little bit of a black eye on his left eye. He said he wanted to come to the ring. He said he knows they have had problems. Garcia immediately interrupted Jericho and asked Jericho to stop talking and just listen. He said he thought he was ready to have a civil conversation with him until he saw him for the first time. Since he got hit in the head with a baseball bat and Jericho took advantage of that and pinned him. 
Garcia said he sacrificed the fabric of who he is and turned his back on his hero and chose him every single time. So I don't get why you never chose us. Garcia blatantly said, I can't do this anymore. He drops the microphone. He does his little dance in front of Jericho and he leaves. Walks up the aisleway, shoves the camera and goodbye. Danny Garcia has left the JAS. Jake Hager. He is next to speak. Says he's known Jericho longer than these guys. And he's made a lot of money because of Chris Jericho. Says if they had to cut ties, that's okay because they have a lot of options. He then says, I liked that hat. Fans cheered. He said that they handpicked Parker, or he handed the, the, the mic to Parker, and, and Hager walks out. So Hager basically leaves the JAS as well. Parker looks at, hey, uh, at Hager and says, where are you going? So we got Jake Hager and Danny Garcia leaving the JAS. Jericho said before it gets out of control, he asked them if their careers aren't bigger and better since joining him and the Jericho Appreciation Society. He told Anna Jay that tonight she's got a title match against Hikaru Shida and she, be- she could-, could become the world champion. He looked at Tay and said, Tay, I made you a bigger star. Tay said she used to be so proud to be in the group with him, but not anymore. She said she feels sick, and I'm not even talking about the baby. She said since he can't make a decision, she will. She said she'll go have the baby, come back next year, and become a champion without him because I quit. So Tay Mello leaves the JAS. Anna Jay leaves the JAS and said that she is going to be selfish tonight. She said she's learned from the best, and she's going to win the title, and it's not about appreciating you. She points at Jericho. She leaves. So we got Angelo Parker. He's in there with Matt Menard and Sammy Guevara as the only guys left. Parker says he can't speak for anybody else, but he doesn't want to be doing this now. I love being a sports entertainer, he said. He said when he asked him to join the JAS, he took it as a badge of honor and tried to make him proud, and he gave him everything, his identity, his trust, his blood. He says he's given Jericho everything he could, but Chris, what have you given me? He mentioned that he was last year hanging in a blood and guts match, bleeding like a pig upside down, blood dripping down his face. Jericho stared at him and says he doesn't want to do it. As he looks at Jericho saying he doesn't want to do it, but he's got nothing left to give Chris Jericho. He leaves. Menard said Jericho was his childhood hero, said that when he was 15, he bought a Jericho t-shirt with his first paycheck. He said Jericho helped him. Bring him into AEW. And he took him under his wing. He said the last 18 months have been nothing but a dream for him. He says it's never sat right with him that guys he came up with, such as Kevin Steen and Eddie Kingston, hate his guts. Now I'm starting to understand why he left. That leaves Sammy Guevara. Jericho addressed Guevara. Guevara slapped the microphone out of Jericho's hands. He said, it's time for you to listen, Chris. He said he put Sting through a table not because he wanted to, but because Jericho wanted him to do it. He says he is loyal, but he's not going to walk out on him because he is his friend. He said he always thought Jericho would do it for him, but he's done for Jericho. But maybe I'm wrong. It seems like you've got a lot of stuff to work out, and if you do, maybe I will be here. Sammy Guevara walks away. People in the crowd start cheering Sammy Guevara, and Jericho, Jesse, is left without any JAS, but Sammy Guevara, which is a hard maybe. 
So from what I got out of this, first of all, the promos from Angela Parker and Matt Menard were fucking great. Let's get 2.0 on TV and let's get some heat behind them. Um, with Guevara, I feel like this is where the feud is going to be going, bro. Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. I don't know what you think. So they're still trying to straight, straighten out this Sammy baby face yeah. heel situation. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I'm not sure what is going on with as far as this crew and baby face and heel. I was pissed because they turned Anna J heel and put her with the JAS. Yeah. Instead of putting her with Jungle Boy. Yep. And then Jungle Boy turned heel. I'm like, oh sweet, they could probably get back together. And I don't know where this is going, but it's almost looking like Anna J could be turning into a baby face, which would again, what are we doing here? Put these two together and that's one problem solved. But um, I'm interested. I mean, I'm I'm kind of wondering why it takes two weeks to do this. I mean, they did this at the very beginning of the show. They could have had Jericho give us his answer at the end of the show. That would have been more interesting than this main event that we got. Yeah. Um, but okay, they're gonna carry it out for another week. That's cool. We can wait till next week to see. Um, I, I don't know where they're going with it. I guess that's what makes it interesting for me. It's not as it's not very predictable. Um, could it be a whole big ruse? I mean. If they stay together, the JAS, I think they're instantly baby faces. Oh, no? What do you think? I would say so. You know, Renee approached Jericho after the segment was over and said that they just witnessed the, the disintegration of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Don Callis walked up and apologized that if this happened because of him, you know, I apologize to you, Chris. Jericho said he's made up his mind and he's going to announce it next week. Callis patted him on the shoulder, said that he'd take care of everything and just left. Now, the way Jericho said that, Jesse, I, I don't think that he's joining Don Callis next week. Nah, probably the, the, the way that he said it, he's like, you know, it was almost like, you know, he almost the way he came off blamed Don Callis. Like, this is all your fault. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll make my decision. I made my decision, Don. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it next week. It was almost right. like he's blaming Don Callis without actually saying he's blaming Don Callis, which would then keep Chris Jericho babyface because Don Callis is so hated. So then what do we do at All In? Like, the rumor was Jericho versus Osprey. Is that where we're going with this? Because if Jericho is going to be a babyface and doesn't join Don Callis, what is he doing in Wembley? Maybe may, question, may, maybe, maybe, we get Jericho and Sammy versus Osprey and Takeshita? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea where this so, is going. So either Jericho is going to join um, Callis' family or he's going to be feuding against them at all in. Yeah. It'll be one way or the other. So who would who would Don put up? I mean, obviously Takesta and who would be the, the his partner for Sammy and Jericho? I don't know. Or it could be Jericho and Omega teaming up against Osprey and Takesta. You know, because Omega but Omega said ne- uh, next week that he's going to sit down with JR this week rather. He's going to sit down next week with JR and he's going to announce what he's doing at all in. You know, it's it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that Jericho said, you know, I'll announce what I'm doing th- next week with with the Callus family, and Omega is going to announce what he's doing at All In next week. Maybe they maybe they join forces for the greater good here. I I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe he retires. I don't know. Someone <laughs> no. in the chat said maybe Jericho's hanging him up. No, he's not hanging him up. No, 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 no. But Speaking this of is- hanging him up. What's Hangman doing? I have no clue. See, this is the problem with waiting this long for a build because this show that we got coming up should be a culmination of 
big feuds. And as it stands now, we're trying to start some feuds to get a match for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Now, that that's that's a little bit of an issue, man. You're gonna get what you get, and then at least 30 to 35% of the card is just gonna be thrown together matches. Yeah. Don't like it. Shouldn't be that way. No. This is a big historic show. We should be we should be seeing at least a couple big historic blow-offs, you know. You know, you, you did mention pairing Anna Jay with, with Jack Perry. Like, I don't want to see Anna Jay as a babyface. Her coming out with 2.0, I mean, that is kind of lame. It really is. Like, if you really want, like, and she said that Dean Malenko has had a hand in getting her, you know, going. And, and, and he's taught her a lot. I, I read an, uh, in an article or an interview in regards to Anna Jay before tonight's uh, match with Sheeta. So it, it, awesome. if, the, if that's the case, you know, why don't we, you know, she needs help with her character. Pairing her with Jack Perry and getting her in that element with that yes. vibe. I mean, that may take her character work to the next level where all she needs to do is work on what she needs to do in the ring. They can literally feed off of each other. They could be the they could be the top heel act in the company if they wanted yeah. to. Like, I think that would work great for both of them to work on air together. Yeah, and everybody really knows really that would. they're together. Yeah. So... I think that's I think that's I think that's best for both of them to be honest. That would be that would be something very interesting. Someone in the chat says, uh, "Why do another tag team match?" Listen, I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I, I don't. don't. Know. You know, it's you know, AEW loves their tag team matches. I, I love Omega Punk. Believe me, just like everybody else. But Omega Takeshita, I take Omega Osprey. I take. I just feel like Osprey is going to be at All In. I don't see why he would not be involved in All In. I you know, I, I it's it's stupid. It really is. You know, maybe we get maybe we get Jericho and t- maybe Jericho joins the uh Callis family and he teams with Sakeshta and we get Sammy, you know, saying, All right, you made your choice, now I gotta make mine. Maybe he teams with Omega. Maybe we get Omega and Guevara versus Jericho and Takeshita. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. I'm spitballing here. That makes no sense. If, if, if that happens, it'll probably be Danny Garcia. Yeah. With Sammy. I mean I that, that would that would make more sense. I you know I get what would be the better match, but if, if we're trying to like you know wrap up a storyline, it should be Danny. And uh, I don't know how uh, I don't know how likely he's going to succeed with. Uh, maybe he stays on Ring of Honor for now. I don't know. Danny Garcia with that dancing gimmick doesn't really scream main event. You know, I was talking to somebody. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody, and um, tonight they told me. Don't you think he's kind of regretting not joining the Blackpool Combat Club? You know? His choice or did they just not choose him? I don't know. I don't know. You know? How's Brian doing? Is Are we going to get a Brian appearance? I don't know, man. He had surgery. Uh, he had surgery. I don't think he's going to make it there. Fuck. Anyway, moving on. We got the Young Bucks. Matt Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler out there with his cold spray against the Hardys. Matt, Jeff. We got brothers Zay and Ethan Page. Where is Mark Quinn? Does anybody know where Mark Quinn is? What the still, fuck is bothering him? Still injured, man. I don't know. Still injured. Yeah, but he's he's hurt, man. Same same way. Top flight is still half gone, man. Yeah. Well, this match was fine for what it was. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't uh, bad by any stretch. It was exciting. Crowd was into it. This is the best that you're going to get from the Bucks and the Hardys in 2023. I don't know what you guys are expecting here, but this was yeah, a, exactly. uh, this was uh, as solid as it could be with where both teams are right now uh, with their current situation. So, you know, we got the action going back and forth here. 
Uh, Nick avoided a twist of fate. Matt adjusted and spiked Nick with a DDT. Jeff was about to make the tag. Matt Jackson pulled the leg out, and the Bucks kept Hardy, or Matt rather, Hardy, Matt Hardy, briefly isolated before a double clothesline. Uh, both Matts slugged it out here until uh, Nick Jackson ran uh, the uh, ropes. He went ran right into a side effect. Uh, Nick and Jeff tagged in. Jeff dished out some offense, big leg drop. Uh, that was the leg drop between the legs. Snap, drop kick. Jeff fought off both uh, of the Young Bucks and wiped them out with a whisper in the wind. But Nick and Matt avoided the double twist of fates into super kicks and then into a 3D on Jeff Hardy. So we got um, Hardy's avoided the Meltzer driver. And then they hit dueling twist of fates. Jeff hit the Swanton on Nick. Goes for cover. uh, Gets a two count. Matt Jackson broke that up. After all of this, Hardy, Matt Hardy makes the legal tag. As Nick was dropped with multiple twists of fates, Matt was able to super kick um, the leg out from under Jeff, who was going for another whisper in the wind. He went up top. It looked like he was going to slip anyway. So thank God uh, the Bucks took him out of that situation. Matt Jackson hit a backslide on Matt Hardy, but rolled through, and the Bucks hit the BTE trigger for the one, two, three. Solid match here. Crowd was into it. And like I said, it wasn't as bad as people were expecting it to be. I know the last time these two teams were in the ring, it was absolutely just off the rails awful because of Jeff Hardy's condition. But they made up for it, and it was a good showing here by both teams. Post-match, the Bucks were about to answer FTR's challenge from collision when FTR actually made it out to the ring. They had a stare down, both teams in the ring staring at each other. Nick said, all in. So the challenge was officially accepted as FTR held their titles high and the tag team title match is made for Wembley. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't expecting too much. I, you know, when, when when you book these four in a match, right away my concern goes to, oh, my God, uh, the Hardy's going to try to do too much in this match and someone get hurt, you mm-hmm. know. But they didn't. They just kind of just, they just, it felt like, they were in someone's backyard just hanging out, having a little sparring session, having a little fun. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy, nothing, you know, out of, you know, out of the ordinary, just paint by numbers, which is fine. It was quick. It was simple. It was painless. And they went on ahead and proceeded with, you know, confirming the match for all in. So that's fine. It is what it is. But yeah, the, the Hardys are clearly, are clearly winding down their careers. Um, I would love to see them stay and managerial roles, coaching roles, because we need their kind of expertise, you know, to help to help to continue to mold the tag division that we have right now. Yeah. But, you know, but it's just, look, it happens to everyone, man. It happens to everyone. It's just, it's, it's just winding down. This is a different part of your career. It's not over. This is a different part right now. We see footage of Sheeta last week winning the Women's Championship from Tony Storm. Excalibur announced that there will be a all-in women's fatal four-way match for the AEW Women's Championships. The participants will be Tony Storm, who is by story here, exercising her rematch clause. The winner of Soraya and Sky Blue on Rampage will advance. The winner of Bunny versus Britt Baker next week on Dynamite will advance. And Sheeta tonight against Anna Jay, the winner of that match, will advance. So... You know, to me, this didn't make any sense. Tony Storm should be the one to wrestle to get in because she lost the title. Back of the line she goes. 
Right. Yet it was the other way around. Tony Storm got an automatic buy in the tournament and is in the Fatal 4-Way already while Sheeta, the champion, has to fight her way in, which doesn't really make any sense. If you're the champion, you should automatically be the one getting the buy. Tony should have fought her way in. They did this ass backwards, but it's going to end up the way we expect it anyway, so it's not really that big of a deal. But it is illogical, and AEW is better than that. It is very. I would have would have stepped further and said the Fatal 4-Way wouldn't even include Sheeta. Yeah. It's going to produce the number one contender for Sheeta. At all out. At all. I mean, at all out. There you go. One week later. But I don't, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get this either. But you know, it, it, look, it is what it is. As long as we're getting Sheeta, you know, out there, you know, looking strong and all that stuff, it'll be fine. Sheeta's fantastic in the ring. Yeah. She's she's grown on me. I, I, I keep saying this. Sheeta, Sheeta won me over in that feud with Serena Deeb. And on that note, where in the hell is Serena D? I don't know. Maybe she's too, maybe she's too good and she got uh, exiled from the locker room. I don't know. Oh God, don't go there again. Uh yes, it is literally backwards. Jacob Donnelly rematch clause. Uh, th- that is not a thing in AEW. They just completely randomly made that up. Maybe this- maybe maybe Bruce Pritchard got a hold of Tony Khan and uh, gave him some tips on creative. I don't know. This this is my problem with the with the throwing throwing out the term rematch clause. I mean, it, it just opens up Pandora's box of illogical booking yeah. because how did she get a rematch clause? And I can name a list of champions that lost that didn't get one. I don't so know. How did she secure one? Don't know. No idea. But here we are. Yep. Adam Cole, Bebe, and MJF, they were hanging out. They were... Uh, they were at a uh, what, what are the what are they uh, what are those places called Jesse those uh, those those indoor jump buildings zone. jump zone yeah jump uh, yeah. jump pads and dodgeball and uh, a kids indoor uh, little little park there with uh, jump pads and dodgeball and ice hockey and skate uh, skate roller or roller skates whatever the fuck you kids do nowadays I don't know um, MJF was not pleased by this he was not pleased by this he suggested that they go skinny dip with rats. Ring rats. Instead, yes, yes, ring ring rats. Not New York City rats, ring rats, yes. Yeah. Uh, Cole rejected that, obviously, but then suggested they go to a trampoline park. MJF crossed his arms and wasn't into uh, this as Cole was jumping up and down like a child on the trampoline. Don't blame him, look fun as shit. Cole mentioned that they have dodgeball here. And MJF perked up, he said, hmm, dodgeball. We I knew this some, wasn't going to end well. We, we may have some fun with this after all. MJF, he says that they could have gone to a bar with a bunch of hot chicks. And instead, they're playing with kids at a trampoline park. MJF then takes the dodgeball and starts throwing the dodgeball at the kids. He yelled at one kid. Yeah, he, yeah. This, this, was, this was fantastic television. This is why I watch Wednesday. He yelled at one kid and said, hey, you, I slept with your mother. Oh, my God, dude. He told another that he is their father. They showed kids laid out on the ground making these silly faces because MJF was pelting them with dodgeballs. Cole finally sees what MJF is doing and told MJF to stop it. A girl walked up to them. A little girl walked up to Adam Cole and MJF and said, what are two grown men doing at a trampoline park? You two are nerds. (laughs) Cole bent over and started talking to this little girl and told her that, hi, little girl, you shouldn't be talking like that. She gave Adam Cole the middle finger, turned around and left. Cole looked at MJF 
And Adam Cole said, you know what, Max? Maybe one more. Maybe one more. And MJF was like, thank Christ. Fucking threw the ball at her. And, man, he pelted her with that dodgeball. This was excellent, excellent television. Amazing television, man. I'm going to, the one thing I'm going to miss when this is all over are these segments. Bro, MJF just said, fuck the kids. MJF said, fuck your kids, yes. He went out there and beat the shit out of little kids with, who does this? The modern day Ted DiBiase here, man. Fucking bouncing a basketball and kicking the ball away on the uh, 10th dribble, man. (laughs) What a a fucking prick, dude. Who does this shit? Seriously. You know you know what they should do next time? MJF should go out next week and go buy a whole fucking swimming pool for himself and Adam Cole and, and kick all the little kids out of it, just like Ted DiBiase did back in the 80s, man. I love it. Hey, what a prick, dude. Who does this shit? This was great. Excellent, oh. excellent stuff. And this was uh, segment one of two because they were actually on later in the show as well. John Moxley. They had a backstage promo. Oh, my goodness. We got a bomb in the chat. Unbelievable. Johnny with a $100 super chat getting the party started tonight. He says, J.D., you the best. Oh, my God, Johnny. Thank you so much. Johnny, you're the fucking best. You're the best. No, you're not. Thank you, Johnny. No, you're not. Love you, man. I didn't get mentioned in it. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Whatever, man. Continue with the stupid show. <laughs> John Moxley and Claudio God. Castagnoli with Wheeler Uta backstage. Uh, John Moxley told Claudio and Wheeler that the best friends don't belong in the ring with them, much less a parking lot. He says they specialize in picking the bones of their, of their, uh, of their kills and leaving no doubt. Claudio told Pac... He calls him, what is he, does he say Pac or Pac? I think he calls him Pac. He said Pac. He said Pac. It's Pac. I think we have a few right there just based off the fact that Claudio can't pronounce his name correctly. Feud over the pronunciation of the name. Pac. He can't walk back after six months and stabbed him in the back, so we made him pay. Yuda said it must sting that Pac. Pac is going to miss Wembley. Mox said the BCC doesn't fear the death triangle, because they don't fear death. Death fears them. Ooh. Bro. That's a good line, bro. Johnny is a Taco Crew member. Johnny is a Taco Crew member, man. All, all, uh, all he did was donate to uh, OTS here tonight, man. What does that mean? You could have put my name in that, and I could have. Listen, Ugh. listen, listen. Why are we complaining about a Taco Crew member, man? He's a Taco Crew member. Taco crew member, man. Yeah, okay. Oh, whatever. Johnny. Johnny TV. Yeah, really. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting the BCC versus uh, some form or fashion of the best friends at Wembley? Oh, what yeah. We, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Probably some kind of uh, no holds, falls count. Moxley's going to let us have all of the blood. Moxley's going to bring a blood bank to London, bro. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know who was missing from the best friends tonight, man? There was no Orange Cassidy tonight. What? I mean, who uh, opened the show with a title match, though? uh, We didn't get one. We got no Orange Cassidy on Dynamite or Rampage, bro. My God, why? A week off? He's got a week off. What are we doing here? Wow, man. 
I thought I we were supposed to get orange every week to open the show with a title defense. I don't know. So that's uh, that's probably going to happen at uh, at Wembley, but we'll see what happens there. We had uh, Jack Perry. He goes one-on-one with Mr. Wednesday Night. The whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. I tell you, man, you know, uh, we made a uh, a case that this didn't belong on the all-in card, and I still believe that. Well, I, I, said, uh, I said that maybe all out, right? You and I said maybe all out. Uh, we were pleased to hear that this match was taking place tonight on Dynamite, and I'm glad that it did because for the time that it went and the time that they were given, this was a fun match. They, they worked very well together. RVD looked great. He moved great. He was smooth yes. as shit in the ring at his age. Didn't miss a beat. A lot of people, bro, tell me, you know, that RVD or anybody like RVD's age that they still got it. Man, never lost it, bro. Man, yeah. never lost it. He, she, she, he showed that tonight against Jack Perry. I thought this was a great match. What did you think of RVD's performance? He did good, man. He, I mean, it's, look, for the, for the amount of time that, that he's been away for his age and for the, the the skill level of the guy he was in the ring with tonight, yep. I think RVD looked damn good, man. He did. RVD got all the signature spots in. Same mm-hmm. spots that you remember. You and I all loved RVD. Same spots. The, the, the spinning leg drop to the outside over the barricade, the five-star frog splash, rolling thunder, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the spot in the corner with the chair. It's it's all it's all there. It all looked it's great. All you know? We know, Jack. You know, Jack's gonna make him look like a million bucks. Yeah, and, and Jack Perry. You know, he's a he's a fucking weaselly prick heel who uh, scraped by the skin of his ass to retain the title and get a victory. It's still a victory. I mean, it's just good stuff. Yeah, can't complain about it. So we got FTW rules here. I didn't know there were FTW rules. Apparently, it goes anything goes. Falls count anywhere, and this is basically no DQ. I didn't know this. Uh, this title came with its own set, uh, with its own set of rules. Jesse, is this a new thing? Uh, I, I don't remember the last few defenses, to be honest with you. But if it's the fuck the world title, I mean, one would think there's no rules, right? Yeah, I, I would guess so. Yeah. RVD came out to Pantera's Walk, so uh, always great to hear that. Fans singing along, great song, great album. Vulgar display of power is a fucking classic. And Jack Perry, man, he's got new ring gear. He looked good. The new ring gear work, man. Listen, I don't want to throw it out there and people call me an idiot or, you know, what are you watching, man? I don't know what you see. But I I looked at Jack Perry tonight, man. I saw a young HBK out there. No? No, kind of? With the whole whole vibe, man? You know, uh, sexy boy type vibe? Shawn Michaels heel, like, early on? No. I I, I think... I, I can't get that vibe from someone who doesn't possess half of the mic skills. I'm talking about does. aesthetically, man. I'm not talking about in the ring, and I'm not talking about promo. <laughs> no, no, no. I get it, but the promo for me, the promo is a part of the appearance. I get in the ring. You know, I know Jungle Boy is not Shawn Michaels in the Let's ring. Let's look at that. 1993 Shawn Michaels when he fucking that. threw Janetti through the window. Man, he comes out with the glasses, and he got the glitz and the glam. Jack Perry's got the jacket, the glasses, the new ring gear. That's what I'm talking about. He doesn't even he, he doesn't come off that as, as like he has the that's just the swagger and the confidence as that Shawn Michaels did back then. All right, never Shawn mind. Never mind. Shawn Michaels comes out with that ridiculous smirk and that grin as he's chewing the gum like it's the best gum on the planet. Talking about early, 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 early heel Shawn Michaels. Yeah, me too, man. Okay. Me too. Okay. Just whatever. 
All right, whatever. Doing that gum like his life depended on it and shit. I still I don't just get got done, I just got done watching the Marty Jannetty Dark Side of the Ring. Too. I didn't watch it yet. I, I still don't get the uh, theme song. I don't. It, it's it's just uh, very busy, bizarre to me. I don't know. Nah, I don't like the, I don't like the theme song. Somebody's gonna ask. I like that. I like that it's changed and it's not the same as it was somebody. Before. Somebody's got to ask uh, at one of these conference calls. Like, uh, who, whose idea was this? What's the whole purpose behind the theme song? Beethoven's Fifth. I mean, well, aren't you on these conference calls? Yeah, I am. That's a that's a ama- that's amazing. Well, you know, I'm you know I may be uh, blacklisted, bro. Uh, I, I, I may not be able to ask a question, man. Well, you know, uh, uh, apparently what we do here is very controversial, man. I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it 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 happens, bro. Yeah, well, I don't understand how you blacklisted from one side and not the other. But what are we gonna do, man? What yeah. are you gonna do? Um, RVD was attacked right before the bell, uh, so he was on the defensive right away. Uh, obviously, RVD started to come back. Jack Perry retreated. He goes to the outside. He comes back in. He goes for a handshake. RVD was not having a handshake. He was about to hit the rolling thunder, but Jack Perry again bailed to the outside. RVD. He uh, goes out there. He gets a hold of Jack Perry, drapes him over the barricade after some offense. And, man, oh, man, that spinning leg drop off the apron to Jack Perry on the barricade. Holy shit, man. A brutal leg drop. And we go right into a commercial break. So we come back, and Jack Perry is in control. He went for RVD's rolling thunder and missed. There was a chair stuck in the corner, and there was a table set up on the floor. So RVD hit a huge monkey flip out of the corner, one of his signature moves. Big running drop kick with the chair in the corner. With a chair on Jack Perry, RVD went for a rolling thunder, but Perry avoided the split-legged moonsault when he went up top. So Perry ducked the Van Daminator or the Van Terminator, and Jack Perry chucked the chair right at the referee. He meant to hit RVD with the chair, but he hit Bryce Remsburg in the head, and Bryce was out. Fucking killed him. So Perry cut off RVD in the corner, and they were up the top, uh, on the top rope, and all of a sudden, he shoves Jack Perry off the top rope through the table that's set up on the outside. He goes crashing through the table, does Jack Perry on the outside. He quickly goes to the outside, rolls Jack Perry back in the ring, goes up top, hits the five-star frog splash, and he got the obvious pin, but there was no referee. Aubrey Edwards came down to hit the ring. She counted one, two, and Jack Perry kicks out. RVD ended up arguing with Aubrey, saying that was a three. It clearly wasn't. She tried to explain to him that she had to come from the back to come on out, and then Jack Perry had time to kick out. So it was a two count. This allowed Jack Perry to hit a low blow, which in this match is obviously legal. Sent RVD into the corner, face first into a chair that was propped up between the second and third turnbuckles, and then he schools, school balls him up for the pin from behind and hooks the tights for added measure, and that was it. And Jack Perry wins and retains the FTW championship. Very fun match. Now, we're not getting this at all in. Where do we go with all in? Is Jack Perry going to wrestle Hook? Because I think that's the way they need to go. And I think that is where we are going to officially retire the title. I think uh, Jack Perry's going to drop that title to Hook. And then Hook's going to give it back to his father. Taz is going to be in his corner. And he's going to retire the FTW title once and for all. I like that. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, I like think that. that sounds good. Yeah, I liked it. So we'll see what happens. But I do think that Jack Perry and Hook deserve a match at all in. Hopefully we get it. And goodbye FTW title because it's not a recognized title in the company. Yeah, I, but I, I I do think this match between these two at this show on this kind of stage is very important to um, 
to put the to put the future of the company on display at the at that moment in time. Yeah. And that kind of young talent, it really will be the future of the company. So I, I think that's a fantastic spot for them. They are, they'll have plenty of time to get these guys, you know, a, you know, on the same page and in sync to work things out. I mean, I'm sure they'll work with the best of the best that AEW has. Yeah. And I don't see why they can't put on a banger. This this should be Hook's best match right now. I should. Absolutely. Yep. Renee interviewed Alex Abrahantes and the Lucha Brothers. Alex said the Lucha Brothers fight in the spirit of competition while BCC fight to, to uh, maim their opponents. Right, Phoenix and Pentagon spoke a few words. Uh, Penta spoke mostly in Spanish. He didn't really understand them. Uh, both of them uh, are basically targeting the Blackpool Combat Club, and that was basically the gist of their promo. MJF and Adam Cole come out. And we are here with both of these guys in the majestic Midwest. MJF <laughs> says, the majestic Midwest, the devil has arrived. So apparently there's footage going around that everyone in the Midwest is mid. He says, everybody in the Midwest is mid. Don't believe it. That footage was heavily edited and very fake, he says. Very true. Very true. I don't doctored know. Doctored footage. It's doctored footage. Okay. Yes. Fake. It's AI. AI uh, created. Trust, man. But he lied to us. MJF said, may God strike me down where I stand. If what I'm saying is not the truth, when I say my favorite place in the United States of America is the Midwest. So then he, was like- he winced and he was covering his head, waiting for lightning to strike him down. Fans cheered when obviously they saw MJF still alive. Like, yeah. Cole asked, <laughs> who was ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? He says they'll be wrestling for his AEW championship at All In, and he said he will beat MJF for that title. MJF's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, you, you want a promo battle. MJF said, Adam Cole, you are so skinny and ghostly pale white. If this was the 1980s, Hulk Hogan would have snorted you. My God, dude. He looked at the camera and mocked Cole for having brain problems that crossed his eyes and affected his thinking. Cole looked uh, at MJF and tried to stop him. MJF then started calling him noodle-armed. And then Cole yelled that he doesn't want to do a promo battle. But we, oh, got, a, so we, we got an inside dig at, at Hulk Hogan sniffing some white substance in the 1980s. Uh, could have said Janetti. Janetti's all in the news right now. I know. MJF said, all right, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I totally just misread the situation. Sorry. Oh, fuck Hogan. Cole says they're going to make history at Wembley. He said fans love them as a tag team, though, and they'd love to see them win the tag team titles. He says as difficult as it was to not win the tag team titles, he's had his eyes on another set of titles. He said those mean just as much to him as the AEW tag team titles. He's talking about the ROH, the Ring of Honor tag team titles. He says he owes his entire career to Ring of Honor. He said the pro wrestling fans who know him and love him thank Ring of Honor. He says he's a former Ring of Honor world champion three times, former Ring of Honor TV champion, survival of the fittest champion. He says he's never held the Ring of Honor tag team titles, though. He mentioned the Kings of Wrestling, Red Dragon, the Briscoe Brothers. Fans popped, obviously, with Mark and Jay Briscoe. He says they set the bar. He says before the pay-per-view at Wembley, there is a zero-hour pre-show. He says they should win those tag team titles before all in. MJF says it's a great story. And he asked if he really wants him to wrestle twice in one night. Is that what you're really asking me to do, Cole? What type of sick pervert are you? 
And then fans started to chant pervert at MJF. He said, Daddy's a sucker for a cheap pop. He agreed to the match after asking the fans if they wanted to see them win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. So Roderick Strong walks out and interrupted. Strong says he can't believe Cole wants to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles with MJF instead of him, his real best friend. MJF called him a simp and says he's he's tired of his weirdo, jealous ex-girlfriend vibes. He says he wants him to do whatever weird, generic white guys do in this situation. I want you to get in your car. I want you to go home. I want you to run up the stairs, slam the door to your bedroom, jump in your bed, and cry into your Hello Kitty pillow, put on your headphones, and listen to some Taylor Swift and shake it off, you bland bitch. (laughs) So we got MJF pulling out, you know, prickish MJF here. To Adam Cole's best buddy, Roderick Strong. Strong paced very sadly and angrily on the stage. Uh, We got Excalibur, you know, saying that he's been trying to look out for Cole, but he's been proven wrong. Roderick Strong asks Cole if he's seriously going to let MJF talk to him like that. So he then says the kingdom was right about Cole when he says he was never really truly his friend. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven walked out. They hugged Roderick Strong, who was really kind of over-embellishing this crying because of what MJF said. MJF said, as he's standing behind Cole, can you believe that guy? Cole turned around and shoved MJF hard, backwards. Told MJF that he's his friend, but he's also Roddy's friend too. Do you understand me? He poked MJF in the chest. MJF got very angry. Cole paused and apologized. Fans started chanting, hug it out, hug it out. MJF said, you know what? All right. All right. It's okay. He hugged Adam, he hugged Adam Cole. MJF said, it's fine. Go check on your boy. Cole walked to the back. MJF said, it's cool. It's cool. The crowd applauded him. He held up his belt, and the segment went off the air. So I thought this was great. I mean, it adds a, a, a huge wrinkle to the entire thing. But like I posed to you, Jesse, with the zero hour card now being something that's going to factor into what happens on that night at Wembley, does that have any significance? What happens in that tag team title match, the Ring of Honor tag team title match with Aussie Open? Does that have any significance on the match later in the night? Or is this just a way for Tony Khan to build intrigue for the show by using his hottest act on the zero-hour pre-show. And like you mentioned to me via text, he certainly wants to fill that fucking stadium before the show even, or, or the doors even, even open. So I, I could see yeah. him doing it for that reason and that reason alone to in- increase viewership for the pay-per-view on on pay-per-view buys. But, yeah. I mean, also it could mean that something else happens and this could be one huge, big ploy by, you know, Adam Cole or MJF for the match later on. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. So with a show of this magnitude, you know, and then the buy-in being free nationwide on yeah. multiple platforms, yep. you don't want to have a half-empty stadium there. So when you put these acts on in the, in the, in the buy-in, you know, everybody around the arena is, is more likely to get to their seats to see the match, which is what they want to portray as they're going live from Wembley trying to get those last-minute buys. Yeah. So I think this is a little bit of both, and it helps build. It also helped build the intrigue for that main event, which will be these same guys. 
So something major has to happen on this buy-in to make people say, oh, shit, I got to get this pay-per-view now to find out what happens at the end. I mean, do they win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles? I mean, I can't see them losing before they have a main event match later in the night. Unless a big turn happens, and there's a reason why they lost. Yeah. So many different moving parts here. That's why I like it. Adam Cole, maybe maybe he's setting up MJF. Maybe he he wants to weaken MJF before the match, and maybe he turns. Maybe, like you said, MJF, he's the one who is manipulating behind the scenes the kingdom and Roddy to make Cole look weak. So not mm-hmm. only did he give him the match, now he's going to manipulate his best friend, get a new group behind him, give himself the the most the, the, the best chance to win here, Meanwhile, Cole is now not only physically beat up, but now he's emotionally distressed, Jesse. Maybe this is all just one big ploy, like you said, from MJF to really just weaken Cole the best that he can. It's probably going to be a big beatdown injury where is Cole going to be able to go? Doctors are telling them no, but he's going to give it a try, and he's going to go out there and with the injury and then not be able to pull it off because of the pre-show attack. Yeah. I like it. This is uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Easily the best segment of the night outside what they did at the trampoline park. Uh, and the wrinkle of all of this, what if, what if, what if now with Roddy and the kingdom and, you know, Adam Cole poking MJF and shoving him. I don't know, man. We got a lot going on here. I mean, this is the reason to watch Dynamite. If you're not watching Dynamite, you're yes. missing out on some great, great stuff here. John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli defeated the Lucha Brothers here, Penta and Ray Phoenix. So uh, commentary was really kind of egging on how Claudio has been responsible for Pac's injury. So clearly they're setting up for that when he does return. I hate that Pac has to miss Wembley. I do. He just came back and we were fucking over the moon that he's back. And it's like, all right, card's going to be much better with Pac being there. And he got hurt again. He's gone again. What, what is wrong with him now? What, what is the injury? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I, I didn't hear about this one. I tell you what, man. The Blackpool Combat Club look like fucking savages, man. They are just vicious. Really. Yeah. Brian even said in an interview, I don't know where he was interviewed or who he was interviewed by, he, he said that the Blackpool Combat Club is one of those groups that should never break up. I agree. You know, if Brian, well, I, I, if, if Brian is saying well, it, then there's a valid reason why he's saying it. Well, don't don't listen to me. I I what when there's any kind of faction that's just doing like big shit and it's over as fuck and I'm loving them, I never want them to break up. So yeah. that that holds that holds true for me for any faction that's yeah. really fucking over. I didn't want the I didn't want the bloodline to break up at all. Yeah. I tell you what though, after that blood and guts match when everybody thought that they lost and you know, Yuda was uh being choked out with that chain. By the elite, Moxley had a tap out for Wheel of Yuta. A lot of people were like, oh, there goes the Blackpool Combat Club. In the last three weeks, their savagery has shined through. They kind of wiped all that away, man. I mean, they they, they are back to uh, full strength here with the way that they've been acting on Dynamite. Love it. Loving it. So we got this match. Uh, I mean, on no planet would I disagree with this match taking place. I mean, all four of these guys are fucking great. Uh, Phoenix was planted with a spike pile driver. And then we get a doomsday device situation. Moxley missed the clothesline, and Phoenix did this kind of—he slipped down, and he he evaded the the clothesline. And after Moxley missed, Phoenix hit a uh, roll-up, double stomp on Castagnoli. Penta ran wild off of a hot tag. Cazadora face buster. Moxley 
uh, and a backstabber on Castagnoli. Phoenix made the tag back in. Match broke down before Moxley laid out Penta with a cutter. Phoenix kipped up, and he kipped up right into his huge, a huge super kick. All four men were down. Phoenix and Claudio had a strike battle in the middle of the ring. That led to a comeback spin kick from Phoenix. Penta left off the top. He was hit with an uppercut midair by Claudio. So now we got Penta and Moxley. They're chopping it out, going off on each other, back and forth. And then Moxley was planted with a double-team stalling pile driver, which was uh, kind of botched. And Moxley looked like he was landed, uh, or he landed uh, quite nasty on his head there. So they were going right for it again. Yuta uh, grabbed Phoenix on the top rope as they were going to do it again. And Abrahantes came over. He grabbed Yuta, and they started brawling in the uh, on the outside. So Penta is in the ring. Phoenix takes out both of these guys on the outside, or takes out Yuta, uh, rather, and he lands awkwardly on his knee off of Moonsault. So after Yuta and Alex Abrahantes were battling it out on the outside and shoving each other, Phoenix wanted to save Abrahantes. He comes off the top rope, Jesse, and my God, he, he, he immediately clenched his knee. And I'm like, here we go. This guy's fucking injured again. Didn't he just come back from a fucking knee injury? Yep. I mean... Why? Well, was it was it a knee, or was the arm the last one? I have no idea. I, I lost count. Yeah, seems I like mean, Ray he's, Phoenix is always he's injured every fucking two months or so. This guy just can't catch a break, man. He did get back into the match. He did so. get back into the match. He clenched his knee. We didn't see him until the bell rang, so uh, he was clenching at his knee after the moonsault. Penta wanted Fear Factor. Claudio ripped his mask off, which allowed Moxley to get a roll up. And hooked the tights for the win. Post-match, the Blackpool Combat Club kept attacking. Claudio was wearing Penta's mask, which was great. And Phoenix got in there, so hopefully he was okay to go and we don't have any news on a serious injury there. Moxley screamed that zero respect is what happens when you deal with them. Great. Don't know what we're doing at the pay-per-view, but it looks like we may be getting... uh, I don't know, man. Are we getting best friends or are we getting Death Triangle at the pay-per-view? There is no death triangle. Well, obviously, somebody's got to. Fi- somebody's got to. Fi- maybe, maybe, death maybe, line. maybe, maybe. <laughs> listen, maybe it's Claudio and Moxley and Yuta versus Penta Phoenix. If he's all right, hopefully, God willing, and <sighs> and Eddie Kingston, bro. Um, does that work? That would work. That would work because Penta is work. his best friend. Yes, that would definitely work. I just hope Phoenix is alive. Me too. That's so sucks, without man. Pack there, it could still work with Eddie Kingston. And Moxley yeah. and Eddie Kingston have had uh, a little back and forth. Claudio, obviously, with Eddie Kingston, you know their uh, their uh, problems. So yeah. I, I think that could work. I think that's where we're going for all in. I can see that. Yeah. Good stuff here. Kenny Omega was backstage. He was walking with Alex, uh, Alex Marvez, not Alex Abrahantes. Alex Marvez, who came up and uh, wanted to talk about the Young Bucks challenging FTR all in. Omega said next week he's sitting down with Jim Ross to discuss his future. Don Callis, Kanosuke Takeshita, and his plans for all in. Marvez wanted a scoop. He didn't get it. Didn't get it. Goodbye, Marvez. Nobody wants to give you anything. Poor Marvez. Marvez got blackballed. The Mogul Embassy. We got Swerve. He's out there with all of his boys. And Prince Nana's out there with them. Nana told the fans to shut up. Swerve talked about what they did to Nick Wayne last week. He said the embassy is above the law and no one can do anything about it. 
So A.R. Fox called Darby to the ring. Bring your ass out here. And we have Darby out there. Comes out to no music. So Darby's out there. Before we get into that, Jesse, uh, Swerve said that... What did he say in regards to uh, what happened with Nick Wayne? That they that they rule the world or rule AEW? Or what, what he did said, he say that sounded very said, comical? He said that he told everybody that that they were going to rule AEW, and they showed us how last week. And I'm just like, dude, you beat up the greenest of the greenest rookie in the company at home in his garage. <laughs> I don't quite... I mean, look, I'm look. Yeah, man, we're uh, we're gonna rule AEW, look, pal. I think Swerve is doing some fantastic work right now, but um, slow down, slow yeah. down, Chief. You beat up Nick Wayne. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't consider that running the company right now. I mean, Sheeta has been flexing more power than that. I mean, so just relax, bruh. Just chill. So Darby walked out. He told AR Fox to tell everyone the real story, the whole story. He says he tried to call him, but he'd never answer. He said he lived with him and his demons, and he tried to help him. He says he's got friends, too. The lights went out. I don't know who you guys were expecting. Obviously, who you were expecting was the guy that we got. And Tony Schiavone played it up. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. Wait a minute. And then all of a sudden, we get Sting in the ring. He beat up Embassy with his baseball bat. Came down to him and Swerve. Sting put the baseball bat up against Swerve's chin when it was just him and uh, Sting in the ring. And Sting pointed at the all-in logo uh, hanging above the rafters in the arena. Swerve bailed out to ringside, and we have uh, what seemingly is a match now made for all-in, Jesse. It's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland, which... It is. It sounds fine to me. I, I think we kind of expected something like this, or a mixture of Darby and Nick Wayne, maybe yeah. versus Swerve and and Ar Fox. But you know, Nick Wayne over Sting. I can't see Tony Khan using Nick Wayne over Sting. Maybe Nick Wayne no. will be involved. I'm sure. But oh, I mean, sure. Sting at Wembley, bro, eighty thousand. I think this is uh, going to be a fun match. Yeah, it should be a fantastic match. The um. I could I could definitely see Nick Wayne. Oh, and by the up. way, I'm sorry, Jesse. I don't want to cut you off. It's a coffin match. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's a coffin match. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see Nick Wayne showing up, you know, to help. Um, I was kind of hope I was kind of low key hoping we would get Keith Lee showing up to help Nick Wayne. Yeah. And reinsert himself into into Swerve's business, but. It's going to be me like everyone else, just wondering what happened to Keith Lee uh, for this one, man. Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Keith Lee should go back to uh, the wizarding world of Harry Potter, man, and maybe he could uh, materialize no. and magic his way into this match somehow. No, it could be a number of things. Maybe Keith, we know Keith was dealing with a major, major, major medical issue not that long ago. Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with that. So, you know, let's, let's just see. Uh, we know that TK is a big, you know, Keith Lee fan. So let's let's see. Well, there you go. That match is made. Coffin match should be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Hikaru Shida, Anna J, main event, AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Woo! You know, I love the fact you want me to be blunt and honest with you guys because this is the last thing that we're going to talk about tonight. You want me to be brutally honest with you. I know it's Anna J, right? I know it's Anna J, Hikaru Shida in the main event. It's not a coincidence. For a second week in a row that AEW put this women's match in the main event spot, like 
You know, it is damage control. I don't give a shit what the company or who wants to reach out to me and tell me whatever they need to tell me this week. It's damage control, okay? You didn't feature women in the main event for how long? And now two weeks in a row after what Lufisto said, you want to put the women in the main event and pretend that everything is all right and you got some harmonious locker room, which I hope you do. I hope you do. But, I mean, you can make it a little less blatant. Just yeah. like you, sh- just like you should have made the fucking uh, memo and the tweets that went out at the ex- oh. same exact time uh, a few days ago. They all went out at the same time. You could have did them and spaced them out a little differently as well. But I will say this, Jesse. You know, y- you want to sit there and think that AEW is for women's wrestling because this match is in the main event. This match officially started at nine fifty-two my time. <laughs> you got eight minutes, eight and minutes. then they- and then they went to a fucking commercial in the middle of the match. How much of this match did you see? How much of this match did you care about? And was the outcome in question at all for this match? No, no, yeah. and no. But W, but AEW wants to uh, pretend like they are pushing women's wrestling because they want to push women's wrestling. So when you yeah. want to look at this and say, oh, yeah, AEW is trying to fix it. No, they're not. Just, just like WWE is not. Um, they're not trying to fix it. I'm learning. You got to be, be careful who you talk about. In pro wrestling, remember when? Remember when Anna J was as green as grass, and I called her out on it. Like she is very green; she's not that great, and she's still green. And but wait a minute! But remember when I said that she was getting better and mm-hmm. definitely improving and showing improvements, and I'm liking what yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, there's some kind of Anna J superstand out there stalking my Twitter account that seems to only remember the time that I said that Anna J was very green and not very good. She completely ignored everything that I said about Anna J improving and getting better. That's false because I could pinpoint exactly when you said Anna J was getting better, and I said Anna J was getting better, and it was the match against Jade Cargill that she had. I don't know when, but I remember. Oh, yep. yep. No. Nope. Jade Cargill of all women. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm and, talking and, and about listen, the and listen, not, even, not even that, bro. The Tay Conti match that 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 they that they wrestled two of them, didn't they? Then yeah. they wrestled a tag team match. Yep, it was it, fantastic. They 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 went out there and got down and dirty, dude. They went out there. That and was the match where shit. Willow got a concussion. From my yep, mistake, with a, no, no, a bunny was out there yeah. against them. Yep, they beat the shit out of each other. And I, I sat there and said, like, dude, she's so spare. She is spare. We've given Anna Jay some of her flowers, a couple of petals here and there. You know, but you know, the 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 truth needs to come out. She's not where she needs to be. I think she knows she, that too. She's she trying though, the, and she's doing what she needs to do. Fine, I respect that. She came out of the woodwork. I was talking about the Lufisto situation with somebody else, and again, this is Anna J. Stan came busting out. Oh, don't listen to this guy. He talked bad about Anna J. I'm like, oh my god, this one again, dude. She she came out green. She got better. I gave her her props. And she didn't want to hear it. She only remembers that I, I hate. Wait a minute. You, 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 have, you have Anna J. Stans attacking you? My God, man. Wow, I man. Think, I think it's just one. Join the club, man. I got, uh, I had uh, Britt Baker stands attacking me. I had oh. Alexa Bliss stands attacking me. I had Sasha Banks stands attacking me for whatever fucking reason. I'm the biggest Sasha fan there is or Mercedes. Dude. You know, it's like, the fuck do you people want from me? Dude. I put out there, look, this this Lufisto uh, shit coming up after the Thunder Rosa shit coming up and then the Big Swole shit coming up. All these complaints about the women's locker room would make someone wonder and think that maybe if something is going on back there. Dude, I got this AEW elitist that came out and said, no, no, no. Those women are all lying. 
And you can't believe anything Lefisto says because, and just like the dumbest shit started spewing from this guy's fingers through, through fucking text. But I kept asking, so how many people need to say something before you think that maybe something needs to be changed? Nothing. No, no, nothing can ever, nothing will ever be wrong out of the women's locker room. I don't care who says what. I'm just, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm fucking sorry. I mean, Man, I'm uh, I'm convinced that I had uh, I had some of the ladies in the AW Women locker room fucking uh, tweeting at me from their burner accounts after that video went live. Jesus, Christ. I won't be surprised. Like, why? I one of them tell me go get a real job. I'm like, oh, yes. really? Yeah, I do have I a real job. It. Everybody, everybody that sits at home now, man, working out, working <laughs> from uh, from their offices now is uh, is doing home uh, remote work, and yeah. and, and, and your kids. They aspire to be content creators instead of being a firefighter or a police officer or a they fucking really astronaut do. now. They really do. You know? And I, I, so I, I saw, yeah, that, I saw that account. That guy created that account, like, last week. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, July 2023 created. Yeah, great job there, Brit. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. It was not Brit. Stop. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> or somebody, Ruby, one of them, one of them in the locker room. I, dude, I, I wholeheartedly believe, I mean, just side note, I wholeheartedly believe a lot of these fucking wrestlers have burner accounts that they just of troll course they us do. on. They just straight troll us on, dude. Of course they do. Listen, this match, uh, not even worth that time. It went, it went legitimately, the amount of TV time that it got for us watching on TV, maybe five minutes, probably less than that. Uh, Anna Jay loses, as you would expect. Uh, Sheeta hit the knee. Right to the face, covers one, two, three, and that was it. Uh, she's in the fatal four-way now with Tony Storm. All we do is now wait for Soraya and Britt Baker to uh, get in there and round out the field, and that was uh, AEW Dynamite. But, I mean, it is kind of laughable that they put this match on in the main event. It absolutely should have been RVD and Jack Perry. I don't know who came up with the match order for this or, uh, or what had happened and how this was decided on, but, you know, the fact that the women main evented two weeks in a row Come on, man. Uh, like, we see what you're doing. We, well, we do. The, like, if you want, it, it, you know, if you want, if you want the division to, to, to be built properly and you want it to blossom, this is not the way to go about it. I'm sorry. It's not. It, it's just going to make people even more agitated and, and they're going to see through your agenda and they're going to see through how you're forcing it. That's just the way I see it. You want to do better? Then give them so, more time. You want to do better? Give them some legit storyline. We got a women's championship match with zero story. And we got this match in the main event with zero fucking story because you needed to put something on in the main event and decided on the ladies when it's got no heat. No. I'm sorry. Dude, he, the, the fact that the, that the women main evented two weeks in a row, that gives, like, these elitists that I fucking talk to, that gives them something to hold on to. Yeah. Because, because I, but I, I, I made a comeback to, to one of these guys. I said, well, look how the women's division in AEW has been booked. This guy came back, what? It's been booked fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, oh, okay. You're an idiot. Okay, all right, cool. I just want to make sure. All right. It's been now booked fine. Yeah. Been sure, booked sure, fine. Sure, sure has. Just like the WWE I, Women's yeah. Division's booked fine, right? Well, that was another thing. I told this. He asked me, well, what do you think about the women being booked in WWE? I said, bro, honestly, I don't know. I don't watch WWE. He called me a liar. He said, oh, like you don't know what's going on in WWE. It's like, bro, I do not watch WWE. I will tune in to watch some bloodline shit, and that's about it. Maybe Judgment Day. I can't sit here and argue how good or bad Triple H is doing with the women. I don't know. Straight up call me a liar. You and JD don't talk about... Me and JD talk every day. 
Not about WWE, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. That thing is stupid, fuck man. Fuck them, man. God. Anyway, guys, uh, that's all we got for you. Solid Dynamite tonight. I like that uh, we're finally getting some direction and some clarity into All In. Uh, a lot still needs to be done with the next two weeks. We got uh, a long way to go, man. And then we'll be at Wembley. But uh, I appreciate you joining me on this Wednesday night, man. Please hit that thumbs up. We got 533 likes with 1,800 people in here, man. It's un- it's uh, inexcusable. It's unacceptable. I need 1,000 oh. likes minimum, okay? I want to I I address uh, Henry Bryce real quick. Says he disagrees with that. He thinks that the women's or men's world title should always main event. Um, uh, pay no. per views. I, I I I hear what you're saying, but pay per views. If you got a pay a big pay per view, then yes, the a title should be in the main event. But a TV show, it could be a segment. It don't have to be a title match. No, they don't. No, they. they that, that's that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, a ridiculous statement. No, they, they 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 belong in the main event when they deserve to be in the main event when they're given something substantial. Like I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you when that that is not any anything that they're doing on TV now. Just like how uh, you know I seen something uh, from somebody on Twitter today saying that if Ronda Rousey wasn't in that WrestleMania 35 main event, the ladies wouldn't have main evented. Yes. Yeah, it's true. They wouldn't have main evented. Very true. And it shouldn't happen again until WWE gives a story to the ladies that is substantial. And I'm not talking about them winning the Royal Rumble because they, they've made that clear that winning the Royal Rumble does not guarantee you a legit last spot on the show main event of WrestleMania. Unless they give the women a solid storyline, I don't give a shit. It shouldn't main event. Sasha and Bianca main evented, but... You know, that was the first time in WWE history that two black females main evented WrestleMania. So that That's was the great. story in itself right there. So that deserved it. Other that than that, I can't, I can't, I can't sit here and, and justify them ever main eventing. I can't. Yeah. That was big. Now, I don't think people really appreciate how big. How do you think women like Jacqueline and Awesome Kong felt to see these women go out there and do what they did? I think that was awesome. Man. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I agree that, you know, the ladies deserve better. But this is not the way to go about it. It's not. And WWE and AEW got a lot of work to do with their divisions, man. A lot of work. Um, please, guys, hit that thumbs up. Let's get these Super Chats rolling so we can get the hell out of here. I'm exhausted. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Two things. JD, your favorite underrated match from 2002. Really, Joseph? It's very specific. <laughs> really, Joseph? What do you think? I'm a fucking encyclopedia? <laughs> JD, what is your favorite wrestling match from 2017 in the first quarter of that year? JD, what was your favorite thing that happened on July 3rd, 1976? <laughs> like, Joseph. What? I don't, I don't know, Joseph. I don't tell you know. What, tell you what, the, all, all kidding aside, he doesn't remember. I don't either. If you want to really find out, go look through his videos and look for the year-end reviews and look for his top-rated matches of the year. Jesse, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Kushida on Impact tomorrow is going to be fantastic. I already saw it, bruh. So Jesse knows it's fantastic. I already know it's everything, fantastic. Everything Speedball Mike Bailey does, I'm sure, is fucking great. Good shit, pal. Sinister Classic with a final Super Chat. Tony thinks he's slick, giving us two women's main event matches in two weeks. Do better. Also, how about Lionheart Jack Perry tonight? 
That's a good, that's a good comparison. Lionheart Jack Perry. I use Shawn Michaels. Sinister yeah. Classic is using Lionheart. So I'm not really that off. Okay. Yeah, no. I but he did it. remind me of somebody. I could see he kind of. I could see him being like a like a like a Y2J. Yeah. You know, so, somebody put it on Twitter. This was like uh, an anniversary of when Y2J debuted in WWE. I was there in that arena, man. Now wait, wait a minute. And, and Naft Gaming, why are you calling me Will Washington from NY206? What does that mean? Oh God. Oh, what, what what does that mean there, bro? Anyways. Moving on. Michelle with the $2 Super Chat. Is All In the end of Darby Swerve feud? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Nothing well, is the end at All In because of All Out a week later. Well, Darby's wrestling uh, Luchasaurus. Not All Out. Is he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tony Brown. My friends, Shady and Jesse, what's up? And yes, I saw. Yes, I know you saw. Oh, I know what you saw. you saw it. We know what you saw. You know what you saw. Tom. Bad, atti- bad attitude and, uh, and uh, you know what. Yep. Uh, Tony Brown, thank you. Tom Boza with the 10 months. I appreciate you and Jesse for all your dedication and hard work you do for us. Being here is my stress relief and safe space. Thank you. Love you both. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you, brother. Ten May says his cat died from a dog attack, bro. Ten May. I am what fucking the? sorry to hear that, bro. Holy Jeez. shit. Man, I'm sorry, man. What the hell? That's fucking horrible. I hope they put that damn dog down. Yeah, that dog needs to uh, be reprimanded, Tammy. I'm sorry to hear that. Dom Wapa with a 499. Been over a year since I found my OTS family and been living the ride. I may not always be here or agree with your takes, but I respect your takes all the time. Thank you, Dom. Eric Aviles with a nine months. You and Jesse definitely deserve to be recognized for what you do. People who truly care for the product, get them an interview. OTS for life. I'd love if Jesse and I can interview from AEW, can, can interview someone from AEW. I may even put it Bro. out on Twitter that we're going to be there, Wait. man. I'm going to have all my shit with me. You Wait know, me minute. and Jesse sitting down with somebody. I'd love for that to happen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remember when I told you a while back? What? That I was already set up to do an interview with a certain someone. Yeah. And? I can't get a hold of that someone anymore. All of a sudden, it's. Oh, you're going to have to remind me again off uh, off air. It all makes sense now from what we talked about earlier. He, he, he already agreed to the interview. I was just still setting up my system and everything else. And then when I got set up for it, I've been trying to reach out to him. And now, all of a sudden. Yeah, I wish people were fucking uh, upfront and honest, man. Like, like if I'm not allowed to do something with them, or if I'm not invited, instead of not saying anything, just fucking be honest with me, be upfront with me. Like, you're not allowed. Yeah. You know? Okay, I'll quit asking. Yeah. Uh, Eric, thank you, uh, thank you so much, brother. Nick Storm review with a five dollar super chat. I checked out Nuclear Power Troy after last night's show and been on a binge. Right up my alley. Thank you, JD, for saving my ears yet again. 50-50 boys. Uh, thank you, Nick Storm Review. I uh, Listen, man, uh, I, I I love Spotify. I am a Spotify premium member. I get all my music through Spotify. I found this band three days ago called the Nuclear Power Trio. If you guys are into progressive bass 
lead guitar, some funky-ass shit. I urge you to go listen to it, man. This was, it will probably be one of my most played albums all year. I can tell you right now already. They got some, some funky-ass music videos, man. I'm telling you. Go find their new album that just released this week, I believe, called WAP. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's called, hey. wet, it's called Wet Ass Plutonium. Whoa. That's the name of the album. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, hey. I'm telling you the name of the album, bro. It's right hey. there. It's called hey. Wet Ass Plutonium. Hey, that's that is, man, so many different levels. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're into if you're into if you're into a, a hardcore lyricist and hip hop like me, check out Easy Mill. Just got signed by Eminem and Dre. Check out Easy Mill. He got signed by Dr. Dre, so he must be good then. Dude, he's, he's incredible. He is he is literally this generation's Eminem. He's really good. Nice. He's really good. All right, there yeah, you man. go. That was actually the guy I had you listen to. He's that he's that diverse where he can he he does um the stuff I sent you. He does some R and B and he does fucking insane hip hop dude and it's not like he's the first one to ever do it but I wanted to know how good the song was I sent you because I wanted to know how good he was at all of these genres because I know he's killing it in hip hop and his music his voice his music singing voice is fantastic I was wondering how the metal side of him was this guy's amazing nice see my guy Dr. Evil Genius man he watched a couple of uh, Nuclear Power Trio's videos I I showed him uh, a couple one today and he ended up watching like three or four of them man and he's a tough man to please when it comes to music he fucking loved them. Nice. There you go. Yes, it's nice. called it's called wet ass plutonium. <laughs> so I'm, not not kid- a, I'm not kidding. Don't cancel me, please. It's, it's not Cardi B's uh, WAP. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's no. No, okay. it, 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 it's it's. That's all I'll say. Uh, Nick, thank you, brother. Jason Barker with the twenty dollars Super Jet. Let's get this show on the road. The Ace is depending on us to give 1,000 likes minimum. Yeah, I know. Well, you guys are being stingy tonight. We're not getting 1,000 likes. Oh, I forgot to do my life. There we go. There you go. Uh, I get 1,000. Thank you. Uh, Nick Storm Review with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Uh, Stick World Mayor, 20 months. Keep up the hard work, JD. We appreciate all the work you put into the channel. Love to all the VIPs. Hashtag suck it, geeks. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Stick World. Appreciate you, brother. Robert Lamoa with a $5 super chat. Hey, Jesse. What's what are your thoughts on CM Punk versus Ricky Starks? Are they doing it again? I, I, I'm guessing he's uh, talking about Collision. Did you watch the Collision that, on Saturday? The one that they did. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that, no. I think I think the match was fine. Um, I will. I would. I'm gonna be honest. I would love to have seen Ricky Starks stay a baby face a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he got anything going with it, and he was over as fuck, and his momentum died down, and he just changed it back to heel. But nonetheless, um, he's going to get a fantastic rub and a nice little shine from working with Punk. So I thought it was damn good. Johnny with a one, uh, $100 super chat. Thank you, Johnny. Says, JD, you the best. Appreciate you, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. I hope Jesse's favorite wrestler, Goldberg, shows up at All In. People still try to put that out in the universe. I mean, we may, not, we may not even be getting it, man, but who knows? Who knows, Dale? It ain't happening, y'all. Get over it. And... HVJRC with a 199. Should Keith Lee and Wardlow consider WWE now? 
Uh, Triple, H would, Triple H would take Keith Lee back in a heartbeat, and uh, Wardlow, I think, is going to end up jumping ship anyway. Yeah, Keith Lee needs to stay his ass put and wait it out. Uh, Wardlow will, will be a beast over in WWE. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all we got, man. Quiet night from you guys. Quite sad, but that was uh, all we got. That's all we got, man. Normally, we're here for another 20 minutes, but uh, uh, we're going to get out of here early. Just any, uh, anything you want to say before I... Uh, Rev up the Mustang. Oh, we got one more. Mohammed with a five. Jesse, how's the AW game? I've kind of gotten tired of it, to be honest. Not too much to do. I've um, I played it a few times. I've, I unlocked Paul White. I unlocked Owen Hart. I unlocked Brody Lee. And, yeah, I'm kind of in agreement. And it's hard to find an online match. It's not, it's not a lot of online matchmaking. Uh-oh. Probably mostly because it's only platform-specific. There's no cross-platform. Yeah. So. Uh, listen, guys, uh, WrestleQuest is coming out August 22nd. It was supposed to be out this week. Something happened. They put out an official statement. Uh, I will uh, begin hyping that up again uh, this weekend. August 22nd is the new date, which is perfect because I'm taking my Steam Deck with me to London, and I'll be playing that on the plane while I'm sitting first class flying go. to London. So, Sleep. Who go. needs sleep? I'll be playing WrestleQuest. Thank you guys very much. Jesse, anything you want to say before I uh, get the uh, Mustang going? Nah, it's great getting out of here, man. Join me tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to cover night two of the Chicago tapings. There is, I'll, I'll let you guys in on something. There is a very controversial tag match in um, in the Bullet Club versus Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan. Um, you got to watch it. Then I'll give you the information that I have from my being there and seeing it myself live check me out tomorrow night there you go jesse be covered impact go uh subscribe to him on youtube as always and uh me you guys can follow me on social media jd from my 206 twitter instagram tiktok and cameo i will be probably in your sub boxes tomorrow with some more news if there is any and uh make sure you guys continue to hit that subscribe button continue to hit the thumbs up thank you for the super chat love tonight thank you guys for being here we had 18 plus 1800 plus and uh, it was a good dynamite. We're getting ready for All In, and we'll be there in a couple of weeks. Thank you guys very much. And Isa, Isa is in the chat. Isa, we love Isa. Oh yeah, Isa's doing her thing, man. Very proud of Isa. Anyway, I'm gonna leave you with some Andy James guys, one of the best guitarists on the planet. I'll see you guys on Thursday with Extra, and then Friday live for Friday Night SmackDown. See you guys later. Oh, my God.